Hey, Courtney. Hey, Sasha. We need a joke for today's episode. Uh, why are men? (laughs) That's it. That's the joke. That's the joke. It's spoop hour. (laughs) Miss Andre. Paranormal comedy podcast hosted by two Halloweenies who are currently with gentlemen that make them very happy. Just yes, gotta, they are not say, the clowns we refer to. Misandrists. <laughs> we hate all men, but the two that we associate ourselves with are fine. I guess they're fine. Yeah, they're on thin in ice. A, in a quarantine period, I would not want to be quarantined with anyone else besides Jack. Right. Yeah, he's been great. He's been keeping me sane. Yeah, so has mine. Those are not the clowns to which we refer with our joke. We, we, thanks to JP Brammer, at JP Brammer on Twitter, Yes, some <laughs> old scars were Some old unearthed. wounds were reopened, and Sasha is now realizing the extent to which this was some serious clownery. I was there. You I were. was present for a lot of the serious clownery. Right. But, but for some reason, it never registered to me, like, in my brain, how... Well... Truly clownery it was. Part of that is not your fault. I kept a lot of it to myself because I wanted my friends to think highly of him because I was positive we were going to eventually start dating. That's how sad of a person I was. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this is going to be a thing. Mid-20s, Sasha and Courtney were very different people. Yeah, mid-20s. I was like 22, 23. Like, it was early 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 20s. Sorry. I was (laughs) young and naive. Yeah, now, now that I think about it, I'm like, wait, in that year I was 21. Yeah, you yeah, were so for sure early 21. 20s, us were different people. Yeah. Now Courtney would be like, boy, bye. <laughs> Vis a vis, like, see my response to the guy who said he didn't want to date me. We met through an online dating service, obviously. Mm-hmm. And on our second date, he's like, I don't really want to date you. I can't really date anybody right now. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, let's be friends. And I was like, okay, cool. Believe that when it happens. And then I didn't hear from him for like three weeks. Yep. And then he texted me out of nowhere to ask for job advice. And I was like, I'm not doing this. And then I just didn't respond. And then half an hour later, he texted me. He's like, I know things didn't work out between us, Courtney, but I would really appreciate your input. It's like, mm, the buffoonery no. is endless. <laughs> just exit out of that window. Yeah, I was like, how about, how about now? So what we're going to be talking about today, we're going to do another like kind of lighthearted, like more fun spoop episode. Like obviously we'll still get some like spooky shit going, but we yeah. want to keep things light. We want to keep you happy because things are scary right now. We know you're mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of scary shit and we don't want to overwhelm you with it. Yeah. So. And I mean... Yeah, Courtney and I aren't even together right now. We are. <laughs> we're, we are, have socially distanced ourselves. We have. Anyway, so on the note of we're going to be doing some lighthearted spoop today, we're going to do fun stories of dating mishaps, people ghosting, things like that, like ghosting. You see what we did there? Uh, ghost ghosting. Ghost uh. ghosting. And then I have a collection of stories about prankster ghosts or ghosts just being silly or ghosts just, just silly ghost stories, really. 
So, yeah. but Courtney, they're have... absolutely ghost stories, especially these. I also have just an article from 2019 that popped up on my Twitter feed because basically whenever any news story about like, oh, archaeologists dug up this thing because of how the world is right now, everyone's always retweeting it with like, put it back. <laughs> and so Cursed a few object. weeks ago when we did um, Aztecs, yes. we talked, I think, a little bit about the flayed god. Right? I think we did. He yeah, and so I found, and so one of those articles was about the flayed lord, <laughs> and so I want to talk about that. But in the week that we haven't seen each other, has it's, anything spooky happened? It's a spooky, joyous moment that I will Yo, share because obviously, tell me about it. You guys yeah. know what's happening in the world. We don't need to go into sure. it. Sure, no, not at all. So my beloved Bogman Hosier, who mm-hmm. has who recently did an interview on CBS Sunday Morning where they asked him, like, how do you pronounce your name for Americans? And he goes, the easiest way for me to describe it is it rhymes with cozier, which means I have been saying it right. It is hosier. But sweet baby bog man. On Friday, he did a little mini concert from his home as part of uh, Global Citizen and the World Health Organization series Together at Home. So to encourage people to like keep your morale up and everything, there have been some musicians like Nile Horan and One Republic and John Legend, who are doing these concerts in their home, like these little mini, mini concerts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can all live stream together and have a great time. So my beloved Bogman announced that he was going to do one. And I was like, hell yeah, let's fucking do this. And it was amazing. Obviously, birds sang for a lot of it because he had his phone propped up in the chimney. And apparently all the birds in the world were like in his chimney singing loudly. (laughs) So it was like, if ever we needed proof that he is, in fact, a nature god. There he is. Although he did say goddamn songbirds. And it was really funny. Anyway, I love him. But over the course, I believe I've told you this. So I've joked for a long time that there are two songs I want played at my funeral. Sure. They are Long Live the Queen by Frank Turner. Uh, Which, fine. And? Toxic by Britney Spears. Yes, which is, (laughs) it started out as a Doctor Who reference, but now, even though I don't really watch Doctor Who anymore, I still really like it as a joke, and I still really want Toxic played at my funeral. So then, out of nowhere, Hosier's like, we've gotten some requests, and, you know, we're trying to meet some of these requests, and what what was it? Because he had his friend there with him. And he was like, what what was it we said we were going to do? And his friend goes, Toxic. And he goes, oh, right. So he did a little cover of Toxic, the song I want played at my funeral. So my beloved immortal bog man has now oh. serenaded me with the song that I want for my my death times. <laughs> it's um, a great time. Two weeks ago, when I went down to Richmond yes. if to see my friend Duffy mm-hmm. and to ask her to marry me, <laughs> and I mean, marry me and Jack. No, you, yeah. you mean she, just you marry her. She's just going to marry me. Must I list um, again, the buffoonery of men <laughs> is endless. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went with Kelsey to see some color guard, but... That morning, I was scrolling through my Twitter feed, and I got an advertisement for that movie. Was it Promising Young oh, Promising Woman? Promising Young Woman, yeah. 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 Ooh, I want to watch they, the shit out of that when that comes out. Oh, me out. too. That looks so good. And I just actually, before school let out, we were watching the uh, the 2013 Gatsby, mm-hmm. and it's got, can't think of her name right now. Carrie Mulligan. But the, Carrie Mulligan, yeah. And so I was just like, oh, there goes Daisy Faye. <laughs> but <laughs> but that trailer she has fell toxic. hard times after Gatsby died. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> and she was like, you know what? But, I know how to but, handle this. And it's just. But to, now she's getting her revenge on men. Like, yeah, it's to end yes. the buffoonery of men. <laughs> end the buffoonery of men. But Toxic plays in the background of that. It does. Like, it's like a, a string cover. Yeah, it's like a uh, yeah cover of Toxic. And I was like, oh, haha, I'm glad that like Toxic is like still a thing. And then that night, 
this color guard competition, someone used like a really shitty remix of <laughs> Toxic as their show music. Mm-hmm. And then I was sitting there like, oh my God, how is it that this song has come up twice in the same day? in like two different versions but then also it turns out that that color guard had used that song previously just a couple of years ago oh. and the guy just like wanted it to happen he was like i'm just gonna keep trying to make this song happen i love it yeah and i was I'm like you need it. to get a better mix but i was just jamming out I'm, yeah it's good um, if you have not listened to it yet i highly recommend you check out the hosier toxic cover the whole half hour concert is on his youtube channel if you missed it and are interested hell yeah Tyler, and he makes like silly little jokes and is very charming, so, you know. He's a very good. He's, See, he's he's not part of the buffoonery parade of men. No, as I frequently told my significant other of a little over five years, whom I care about very deeply, when I say not all men, I exclusively mean Hosier. <laughs> <laughs> not your own no. partner of and he five goes, years. He goes, I accept this. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hashtag not all men. Hashtag not all men exclusively means Hosier. <laughs> I will not apologize or be answering questions about it at this time. <laughs> uh, Anything spooky happened to you this week, other than the obvious? Yeah, I was gonna say time. There's uh, time doesn't exist anymore. That's fine. Did you know that? That I see. That's the thing. Everybody's like, "Ooh, I'm in a weird vacuum," and I don't know. And I'm like, I am still like I've been working from home, but my life hasn't been that different, other than like I'm not leaving the house because I've been really busy for a person yeah, see, who's not allowed to leave the house. We're not allowed to do anything right now. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can't we we can't mandate learning. Right. And if we do we have some meetings this week to talk about distance learning, but that's not even gonna start until April fourteenth mm. if school doesn't open on April fourteenth, which right. I'm pretty sure it won't. Right. So like I've just been in like like a holding pattern mm-hmm. and haven't been able to land. And so actually all the schoolwork that I did do today, I was like, Oh my god, I can do work. <laughs> So, yeah, for me, it's been, like, I don't know what day it is. I've been going to bed at, like, 2 a.m., and, like, basically I've ruined my own schedule this way. But the spooky thing that happened to me this week was that I finally got Animal Crossing, and on day one, I ran into the ghost. Yay! (laughs) His name is Wisp, and he's scared of ghosts. And so he runs into you, and you scare him, and all of his energy like poofs out and he becomes this tiny little will of will of the wisp and he's like can you please help me find the rest of my ghostly parts because i was so scared that they all flew away and he's so tiny and he's so cute hasn't panic farted he panic farted and lost all of his like weird ghostly gas he's really cute because he thought you were a ghost at first and he's like Ah, a human <laughs> and then he's like oh wait maybe you can help me so I, it was really cute i thought of another spooky thing so yeah. i one i need to finish my crystals course because that expires in a couple weeks oh yeah two i had a virtual meeting with my meetup group because we're going mm-hmm. online for yeah. a little bit and oh, so cute one of the gals in my meetup group recently went through a nasty breakup Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because she had gone through this oral, like, trying to cheer up, and I was joking, because I have a lot of nonsense, like, around my desk, oh, yeah. and I was like, you know, I'm doing this crystals course, and I have this thing. It's one of those clickety-clack things, where it's like, here, I'll show you the sound it makes, yeah. and then I'll post the picture on the Instagram. But it's like, it's like one of those things that you, like, clickety-clack around. It's yeah, pink, I love green. those. Yeah, it's pink, green, and yellow, and, like, basically, in terms of crystal colors, this is going to cure everything that's wrong with you. So I conducted a remote crystal healing with my <laughs> clickety-clack. That's amazing! <laughs> so. I want a clickety-clack. Those are, I always love those, because I would take it and, like, align it vertically. Yeah. yeah. 
and then do that. Yeah, going around. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So much fun. My partner of five years who realizes he is a problematic man, like all problematic men except for Hosier. His grandma got us all weird Christmas presents one year. She doesn't usually give us Christmas presents and nobody like asks them of her but she was like no I'm gonna make Christmas presents and mine included this clickety clack I love it and I was like oh fuck yeah Jack was like you don't have to pretend to like it I'm like no I genuinely love this like everybody get the fuck out it's like this and the indoor snowball kit that she gave me my Christmas presents that year and I was like this is the best day of my life dude throwing those indoor snowballs at you has always been really fun for me right all right so do you want to do you want to get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. All right, so I'm going to tell you some funny ghosting stories, but first is just an update about the put that thing back where it came from or so help me. So help me. <laughs> yeah, so help us. I'm um, going to clickety clack it away. You yeah. Ready? So last year in January of 2019, CNN Travel reported that archaeologists discovered or uncovered the first known temple of the pre the, the important pre-Hispanic deity called the Flayed Lord, who's re- represented by a human skinless corpse. And again, we talked about this before on our Aztec Gods episode. We did. I believe we referred to him as his name. But yeah, from what she, I recall, was even- it Z- Z- Zipetotec? Jipetotec. Sure. I was going to say, yeah. from what I recall, it was hard to pronounce, and I for sure don't remember how to pronounce it, so I'm yeah. not going to try, but you did, and I'm proud it of you. It was X-I-P-E-Totec. I at least got the Totec part. You did. That one's part. Was linked with fertility, agricultural cycles, and war, according to a statement from Mexican authorities released that Wednesday in January 2019. Hmm. So the dig was at the Popoloca Indian ruins, which is also known as Nada. Ndachijan in Tehucan in Puebla State, Central Mexico, and they found two skulls and a torso from ancient statues of the deity. That seems um, fine. They also found two sacrificial altars, which would have been used as part of a ceremony where priests skinned their victims before covering themselves in it as a sign of regeneration. And basically, the layout of the site and the discovery of the sculptures matches with the description of ceremonies in other documentary sources, Hmm. which suggests that the victims were killed on one altar and skinned on another. They also found on one of the sculptures, there was an extra right hand hanging backwards from the left arm of the torso that symbolized the skin of the victim that was left hanging after the ritual flaying good Um, yeah so that's an accurate statue so they found just like a lot of extra stuff there that is you know just like fascinating to the history of the site but also now people are taking this story and retweeting it like can you just put everything back yes every single archaeological (laughs) find that we've made in the past year if we could just like honestly let's be real maybe not the first year maybe even longer than that we're like just going to put everything back. No, just, no, no. Just keep going. Just keep, keep go- going. Zero Basically, as BCE. soon as the British people started looting, we're just going to put, put everything back. back because I feel like shit's been really bad for a really long time. We just got to put everything back. That's fair. Yeah. That's our okay. 2020 campaign. Is just, just put it back put where you found back. it. Just put everything back. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about ghosting. Let's do so, it. What is ghosting, Sasha? What is ghosting? So according to Ver- Verily... For a second, I thought um, you were going to say Barack Obama, and I was going to be like, wow, he has changed since he was according president. According to Barack Obama, <laughs> who is now the resource in your dating needs... <laughs> the, the foremost he, expert on ghosting in right? the modern he, era. He knows all about our relationships. He is a relationship counselor now, actually. No, from Verily magazine, they have a little bit of a glossary. Ghosting 
is when someone you're dating goes poof with no explanation. Suddenly they stop responding to texts or calls and you never hear from them again. Ooh. Haunting. That's when someone who ghosted you in the past contacts you suddenly, usually through a random text or call. Oh, then the story you're going to share of mine is probably not technically ghosting because he did haunt me for a long time. It was it was first ghosted then haunted. Yeah, right. You get haunted by ghosts. Yeah, he'd 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 ghost for like four months and then he'd pop up with like a phone call, and then yeah. he'd disappear for another four months. Right, anyway. and then there's zombieing, which is when an old relationship you thought was dead uh, comes back to you through the weirdness of social media like Instagram or a really odd direct snap on Snapchat. <laughs> How strange. I'm going to kick off some stories from Verily, from Man Repeller, and also from Elle Magazine. And then I'm also going to share one from myself. And then I'm going to share a snippet of a, like, 5,000-page-long email that Courtney got. That's an exaggeration. In total, it's like nine pages of email. (laughs) But that's a lot of pages of emails. too many. It's like... Too, too An many. email might be like a paragraph. You got nine pages of yeah. emails. Yeah. Like here. That's too many pages. Okay. So here's story for one is called Paging Dr. Zombie. <sighs> Not long after moving to New York, I met a handsome medical resident at a bar. After waiting three weeks to ask me on our first date, we ended up going out several times, but then he ghosted. <gasps> he came around as more than a zombie the first time about a year later. We dated again for a few months And then back to the spirit realm, he went where he stayed for about four years. Then this summer, while I was at work one day, he called. I saw the name come up on my iPhone screen and couldn't believe it. I was so spooked I didn't pick up. I assumed it was a pocket dial until he left a voicemail. Uh Uh-oh. My heart practically beating out of my chest, I pressed play. It was a message for a Dr. Taylor about rounding on patients and doing a heart transplant, of all things. Uh-oh. I texted to back to let him know he had left a message for the wrong Taylor, wondering if this was fate bringing our connection back from the dead. But alas, he remains a ghost of non-boyfriend's past. <laughs> this, is, this is how primed I am with my terrible story that you are going to get to. Is I genuinely thought he was going to be like, no, I intentionally left that for you. It's a metaphor for how I feel about you. <laughs> like... <laughs> All right, next one. I'll take this haunting to go, please. About four or five years ago, I was out on the town one night in Washington, D.C. Spooky. With my girlfriends and I met a guy, one who seemed like a true gem. His mom even knew my dad from college days. I saw our future right together before my eyes. We kissed, we exchanged numbers, and I thought for sure love was in the air. And so began the dance. He would send me pictures of my dad from a college yearbook his mother kept, and then it would be radio silence for three days. He would plan happy hour drinks only to cancel 30 minutes before. The worst and final straw occurred on a Tuesday night when he said he was 15 minutes away bringing takeout. How sweet and spontaneous. I hopped in the shower and got ready, lightning fast. Two hours later, it was apparent he was definitely not 15 minutes away with takeout. Naturally, I wrote him off long ago, but good old Jim from H Street, as he's saved in my iPhone, oh, still texts me on H Street. On motherfucker on H Street. I know, I was so salty. <laughs> still texts me like clockwork every fall and has for five years running. Holy it's always shit. Some, right? It's always something like, hey, winky face, how are you? Honestly, I'm starving. Still waiting for that Chinese takeout, Jim. <laughs> Christ. Oh, that's a nightmare. Five full years. Right? Okay, here's, here's one that actually ends, out, ends up pretty good. 
Okay, the zombie who came back from the dead. After a bad breakup with my long-term boyfriend, he returned to France, where he's from, and we didn't speak for six long months. Fueled by two cocktails, too many one late night, I wrote him a long inflammatory email laced with biting insults that ended with me stating that I felt, quote, lucky that we had broken up, even though clearly I didn't. (laughs) And just in case he wasn't checking his email, I copied the whole thing into a WhatsApp message and sent that out as well. International communication can be finicky. Friends don't let friends drunk text. No, it felt good to get out some feelings, but I had my doubts about how he would take it. Just a few days later, he wrote back with the most beautiful love letter I have ever read. I didn't deserve it, mind you, but you might say the letter brought me back to life. P.S. We're getting married next summer in France. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So at least they got back together. That's true. Oh, here's one. This is a date in Paris. I recently moved to Paris and took to Tinder as a way to meet people. Oh, or as they call it there, tendre. Tendre. One day... I'm so sorry, French-Canadian listeners. I'm so... (laughs) I will literally never learn my lesson. Tendre. Tendre. One one guy I matched with instantly asked if I wanted to meet up for coffee, having a nice chill Sunday afternoon and hangout. I said yes and went to meet him in his neighborhood. We had coffee and got past the initial high. We just met from an app awkwardness easily, walked around his neighborhood for a while. He sort of played tour guide. We ended up going back to his apartment to keep hanging out. Eventually, he kissed me. One thing I noticed, though, was a kind of peculiar presence of female items around. When I asked, he said he hosts couch surfing and has a girl currently crashing in his place, which I chose to believe. So we spent the whole day together, and eventually he walked me back to the metro, we kissed goodbye, and he said we'd talk again soon. I go home smiling and then realized we never exchanged numbers and only talked through the app, so I go to message him my number to find he had unmatched me already, only an hour or two after we parted ways. I know the connection wasn't in my head, but I'm guessing either those female items belong to an out-of-town girlfriend, or maybe he was just looking for a one-day fling. Either way, there was nothing I could do but accept this as a proper ghosting. Yikes. Yikes. I mean, I was I was genuinely expecting that to be worse, I'm not gonna lie to you, but yeah. like... Yeah. Oof. Oof. Alright, here's one. It's a burrito ghost story. Burrito? Burrito. I hit it off really well with this guy, and we'll call him David. We dated for Dear around five... Dear David. Dear David. We dated around five months and even met each other's parents. Uh Uh-oh. During the last two months, yeah, never meet their parents. Just don't. Just don't. Just kidding. I've been with my Jack for five years, and does he have parents? We just don't know. I'm engaged to Jack. Does he have family? Who's to say? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I really love my parents in law. (laughs) I was going to say, I literally just told a story about Jack's grandmother giving me a Christmas present. Yeah, you literally did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, During the last two months, he became very distant. My initial thought was he was cheating on me. Then he stopped answering my calls and text messages. I finally went to his apartment to find out from his roommate that he had moved to London a few weeks prior for an internship in the financial district there. Fuck! (laughs) Your reaction just now was so funny. The buffoonery is endless. The buffoonery. He just up and moved to London. (laughs) I was so angry with him that he didn't tell me and I cut off all contact. Two years later... I was with my new girlfriend and I saw him working at the Chipotle down the street from my apartment. It was incredibly awkward and now I have to take the train to get a decent burrito. No! I do want to say congrats to you, Emma. You have a girlfriend who is not full of buffoonery. Yeah, the buffoonery (laughs) has ended for you, Emma. Well done, Emma. Well done. But yeah, he had to go to an internship and then now 
Because like, he just that, up and left. That's what's frustrating is it's like that was a process. He had to interview for that. He had to like schedule phone calls. He had to buy plane tickets. He had to pack. There, It wasn't like, oh, just overnight things change. Like that was no. that was probably like a month plus of effort. Yeah, it Ugh. really is. He had to get a fucking visa. Come on. Right. Like you don't just up and move to <laughs> You don't just up and move to London. No, otherwise we'd all be in London. Let's be real. <laughs> right? Okay, I've got two more stories Hit and me. then we'll get to ours. Okay? All right, this is called Happily Never After. It's my junior year of college and I agree to go to dinner with a guy I shared mutual friends with but had never met in real life. What was meant to be a friendly hangout quickly turned into something more. Our chemistry was explosive. We stayed up all night talking about everything from the music we liked to our deepest fears. I went home thinking I had met my soulmate. We had been dating for two months when he asked me to road trip with him to L.A. to visit his brother. We had become deeply involved at this point, so meeting his brother felt like a natural step in our relationship. Uh We agreed to leave bright and early on a Friday morning in order to avoid traffic. I could hardly sleep on Thursday night. I was so excited. Friday morning at 5.30 a.m., I was waiting on my stoop for him to pick me up. He'd promised me coffee and donuts for our ride, which I couldn't wait to dig into. An hour later, he still hadn't picked me up. Maybe he slept through his alarm. Uh-oh. Another hour rolls by and I haven't heard a peep. Irritated as hell, I decide to go back, at, back to bed expecting to wake up to a flurry of apology texts and missed calls. When I groggily check my phone a few hours later, there's nothing. Flash forward to Monday afternoon. I haven't heard from him all weekend. I left a few voicemail, but this awful feeling in the pit of my stomach tells me this was a deliberate move. I scroll through Instagram as a means of distracting myself and freeze. He posted a picture of himself at Disneyland kissing another girl. The caption, happily ever after. Yikes. The buffoonery. The buffoonery is endless. <laughs> All right. This is a Halloween one. Ooh. I actually got ghosted on Halloween. Ooh, appropriate. I had been casually dating this guy for a few months, and we went to a Halloween party together in a huge multi-floor apartment in Tribeca. I was... No pants bodysuit era Lady Gaga. And, he, and that's such a specific, like, that's such a specific exactly costume. I know exactly what she's wearing. Yeah, it's probably got the little hood, right? Yeah, and the blonde wig. Yeah, yeah. like with the flat bangs. Yeah, with the mm-hmm. big sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he wore a costume he found in his apartment from the previous tenant. Gross, disgusting. How like men. <laughs> How like men, but disgusting. The buffoonery. It, the buffoonery. It was a knight costume, and under the kilt was a huge fake penis. On his armor, it said, a knight to remember, but knight spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. Eventually, we both went to... because I suspect that the fake penis was on top of an uncovered real penis, and you don't know where that real penis has been. Mm Mm-mm. Mm. Oh, God. Anyway, continue. Anyway, continue. (laughs) The buffoonery. The buffoonery. Eventually, we both went to stand in line for the bathroom. I went in first, and then after he went in, but I never saw him come out. I searched the party, eventually left, called and texted and emailed him in the days that followed, but I never saw him or heard from him ever again. Jesus. (laughs) So my my short story about being ghosted, I met this dude who we're going to call... We're gonna call him Barry, like the 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 show on what is that HBO? Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Yeah, we're just gonna call him Barry. And I met him through Courtney and through some of our other friends at a brunch party in 2013 or 2014. 2014, because this yeah. was I had just started dating my guy, 
Yeah. At the time, he was the guy I'd been dating for, like, three fucking weeks. But I was like, you should meet my friends. And so we had a brunch at my place, and I invited people, including our friend who now lives in Sydney, who is how this guy ended up coming. Yes. I was like, yeah, invite your friends. It's fine. We're hanging out. We know you're moving to Sydney. Like, bring them all in. Yes. And he was very cute, and he was also half Asian. I have a type. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we were like, we talked a lot, and it was awesome. We went and saw that terrible Jupiter Ascending mm-hmm. movie together. And then that was it. I think that movie destroyed any hope <laughs> of anything. <laughs> just destroyed um, everything. He apparently got back together with his ex-girlfriend who he had just broken up with mm-hmm. and decided to ghost me instead of telling me that, which is, that's fine. I found out it's from Sydney fine. friend while he was being a dick to you because I told her, I was like, can you tell Barry to like knock this shit off because this yeah. is some bullshit. And apparently- Because he also kept texting me through, like, so he would just like, reappear yeah and he'd like like all my posts on social media and like it was very strange so i told so, i told our friend who lives in sydney now like get him to end this endless buffoonery and apparently that girl they had been like on again off again like they were never actually together they were just like they just like were kind of seeing each other yeah. and then he went on the date with you and she was like no i want to lock this down yeah which is Whoops. shitty. Yeah. But then, years later, many <laughs> years later, this is like after Jack and I had been together for probably year, at least like, a year, yeah. year and a half at that point, I ran into his friend and his friend's fiance. They're now married. They are. They, they, they got they, in, Paris. in Paris. It was really cute. Yes, Their photos were really beautiful. I, <laughs> I support that because he's very, very tall and she's very, very small. He's 6'8". I don't know how tall she is. She might be, like, my height, right? Like, 5'4". Oh, four. tiny. But, be- but, like, she's next to a 6'8 person. So, like, Which everybody yeah. looks compact. Everyone looks like a small compared to yes. someone who's 6'8". But anyway, yeah. so this friend who I have no grudge against, like, I actually, you know, that, that guy is, like, really nice. He, we run into each other at the National Book Festival in D.C. And the first thing he says to me besides, like, hey, how's it going? Like, funny to see, or, you know, of course that you'd be here. You're an English teacher was Barry's girlfriend made him get a dog and now he takes care of it. <laughs> and I was like, cool. Great. <laughs> he's like, yeah, like well, he didn't want a dog and now he has to take care of a dog. And I was like, cool. If it's any right. consolation, his friends were also like, you're being a buffoon. Yeah. And this. And this. So he is a buffoon. He got what was coming to him. He did. Which was a dog he didn't want. <laughs> Yes, and everyone should want a dog, so that tells you what a terrible person he is. Person he is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jack and I are very close to accidentally adopting a dog in this quarantine <laughs> to give our cat a sibling. <laughs> Your cat's going to be like, hold up, what? Hold up, what? <laughs> I'm All sorry. Right. And then, do you want to preface <laughs> this dramatic reading of this one paragraph I sure in this do. email? From this nine-page email? I sure do. So, in I did I, I actually copy-pasted it. It's only six pages total, but, you know, that's still. still that's too way long for too email. long for a series of two emails. Um, so, in 2012, I went with now mysterious third roommate at the time, longtime friend, to the midnight premiere of The Avengers, like the first Avengers movie. So long ago. I, in 2012? In 2012, like a long, long time ago. <laughs> long, long time ago. But obviously the showing was sold out, so we were sitting next to randos, and one of the randos was this cute guy that we're going to call Trevor, not his name. God, can you imagine if he listened to this podcast? You motherfucker. <laughs> um, 
you know what he you wouldn't did. know because we call him Trevor. You're right. He's like, how weird. I also met someone named Courtney at the midnight showing of the Avengers and Who sent knew? her a very long email later about it. But like we hit it off and we chatted for a while and basically he started taking me out on what I thought were dates and like we'd go to get dinner and like he'd be like, yeah, and I'd love it if you could help me write my grad school application essays because he was trying to get into, I won't say the actual school, but he was trying to get into basically an Ivy. So we'll say he was trying to get into Harvard. He wasn't. Um, so he's like, I'd love it if you could help me with my Harvard application essays, even though I'm applying for engineering, whatever the fuck, like you're an English major, you get it. And I'm like, okay, sure. Cute boy. That's paying attention to me. (laughs) And there was one, oh God, when we went to see the dark Knight rises, like I had asked him to go see it. I was like, do you want to go see dark Knight rises with me? I haven't seen it yet. This is how long ago this was. This is a very old timey story. And... He was like, yeah, totally, let's go see it. And I'm like, I'm going on a date. We're going to go to the IMAX. We're going to see The Dark Knight Rises. And then I get there, and there he is with his friend, Matt. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is this is fine. And, like, somehow Matt ended up sitting in between us. So I don't know if he asked Matt to do this or if this was just Matt's happenstance or, like, what the deal was. Anyway, this continued for several months. And then he started doing this thing where we'd set up plans to hang out on, like, a certain day. Like, on Thursday, let's hang out. Okay, great. And then Thursday would come. I'd come home from work. And I'd change into civilian clothes. And I would wait to hear anything. And then at, like, 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, I'd get a text being like, sorry, I can't hang out today. So that happened a couple of times, and then he eventually dropped off the face of the earth around, like, November of 2012, but he'd pop up every, like, three, four months to, like, either call or text and be like, hey, how's it going? We haven't talked in a while. Don't worry, I'll be around again soon. Okay, bye. And, like, he would never give it a reason why he had dropped off the face of the earth. He just would, like, drop off the face of the earth. Yeah. Fine, whatever. And then, like, that continued to the point where, like, I actually, I started dating somebody else, and then... Um, about a year after we met, me and Trevor, I get this email out of the blue. And unfortunately for him, he texted, he, he emailed me when I was hosting a brunch for my gal pals. Mm-hmm. So we may have read it out loud while drinking champagne. And Sasha is <laughs> going to do a dramatic reading of part of this series of emails. Yes. So I think I'm only going to read the Peter Parker one because <laughs> the Peter Parker paragraph because it's the least infuriating. It's the least infuriating. I went and skimmed through all of them. She forwarded me all the emails and I'm just angry at this guy. Yeah. He's so up his own ass. Basically, he blamed me for ending our friendship. Even and though he and he's like, why were you such a terrible friend when I was going through all these life changes and you never reached out? And I'm like, because I didn't know you were going through all these life changes because we haven't talked in a year. Because <laughs> you never messaged. No. You never responded to my messages. No, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. If you never respond to me, then how am I supposed to know what's going on with you? So I'm Trevor. I also don't know what V slash R means as a closer. He I really it with don't either. R. Very regards. Verily. <laughs> Verily, Verily. regards. <laughs> okay. I tried many times to connect with you, but haven't you haven't gotten back to me, so I'm forced to just communicate now with you through email at this point. I don't know if I insulted you in some way or what may have changed your behavior, even though you're still polite and somewhat responsive to me. I would appreciate a thought-out answer rather than the very popular, oh, I've just been busy, which most people say to avoid complicated conversations and can sometimes come off a little insensitive. Just hoping to find out how I 
disrespected you to go from being really engaged to being really disinterested. I'm sorry for making a mountain out of a mohill, and ultimately, I hope you understand where my coming from in all of this... What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry for making a mountain out of a molehill, and ultimately, I hope you understand where I'm coming from in all this, and why these are concerns for me. I once told you why I love the Spider-Man mythos so much, because it was a story about how Peter Parker is always in difficult situations that he can't control, the living a life that no one knows, and how in the end he gets shitted in on by those who... He put an asterisk instead of the He put an asterisk. He censored himself. We're adults. Shit, shitted on by those who think the worst of him, and yet he forces himself to keep charging ahead. I'm not Spider-Man, but I hope you can see the parallels in this situation where I almost feel like I've been trying really hard to help everyone in my life, but in the end I'm being crucified for where I was absent or not doing enough. It's a no-win scenario, but I will take the punches as long as I know what it is I'm taking them for. Hope to hear from you and sorry for the novel. <laughs> if you want to get together for lunchtime and catch up, I would feel honored. He also calls you a wonderful person and friend. And he also wants to plan for future comic conventions. Yeah, because that in was another 20... plan he blew off. We were going to go to New York Comic Con in 2012. And then he talked to me about it in September and New York Comic Con was in October. And then so he talked about it at the beginning of September. And then I did not hear from him again until November. So I was like, I guess I'm not going to New York so, Comic Con with so him. The, the level of buffoonery is this email was sent to you July 2014. Mm-hmm. May 2012, I met him. And so that's that's the level of buffoonery that I can't get past. If he had written you this like long email like in November of 2012, yeah. then I'd be like, oh, well, okay, something something maybe is like like happened here. But yes. like it was like a full two years and some change after, and you're just like, what? Hello? Yeah. Genuinely, the last communication we had, I can tell you exactly what it was because it was the day I moved into my first apartment. And he wanted to hang out, and I actually, because he was like, do you want to hang out tomorrow? And I was like, I'm not going to lie to you, I just moved into an apartment today, I just adopted a cat, because it was yeah. uh, July 13th, 2013, and I was like, I just adopted a cat, I kind of just want to follow my cat around the apartment and see what she does, because I'm very excited for her. Yeah. I can pinpoint the exact moment we stopped, so it's genuinely a full calendar year went by without me hearing from him. Yeah. Before he wrote this very long email. So, you know, that's fine. That, that's what bothers me the most is that he's ask, acting like you've been putting blowing him off for so long when in reality it's been a full calendar year of no communication. Yes. That's that's what like squeaks me out about that. Yeah, it's a bummer. I had such a stupid crush on him. I let him string me along for a very long time. It's fine. I don't do that's it That's what happened when hot men talk to us. Yeah. Like, I'm not equipped for hot dudes to talk to me. Like, I just... Yeah. God, who allowed this? Anyway, the reason why we brought up J.P. Brammer at the beginning was because he asked people, like, tell me some of your almost relationship mishaps. And this was an almost relationship because I genuinely thought we were going to end up dating and then I yeah. never heard from him again. So I detailed this and beloved senpai J.P. Brammer retweeted it with the caption, no! <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway... I have some internet so, clout now. Are you ready for ghost stories of I silly am. ghosts? I'm so excited about the one about that, that I asked you to with. do last because, oh man, that one's a real doozy. Yes. So we're going to... S- and the best part is you and I both found it. Like, a pro pros enough thing. A miracle. We just, 
It was a miracle. <laughs> you love to see it. So all of this is courtesy of Patch.com, The Daily Beast, EastOfTheWeb.com, Dukas.ie, and YourGhostStories.com. So I'm going to go ahead and start with a ghost story from Kilmacow School in Kilmacow County, Kilkenny. I really love that Ireland is addresses says County Kilkenny and County Dublin and County Wicklow. I really like that. Are you going to do your Irish accent? I could. Anyway, this is this was written by a child in 1939. So oh, I found yeah. basically this this site is like archival images of old schoolwork. So okay. this child wrote this story in 1939 as part of a school assignment, and then it was transcribed by a volunteer with the archive. That's awesome. So I'm going to read it with my terrible Irish accent, because I think that's what we need right now. An Irish child accent or just an Irish accent? I can try to do an Irish child <laughs> accent, but let's be honest, it's not like my Irish adult accent is any good. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a ghost in Dangan. If a woman had a handbag in her possession passing this place, it would be taken off her by a big black object. Police said they would try to see what the ghost was made of, so they brought with them a very rich woman. When they came to the place, the police hid themselves in the ditch while the woman passed the place. Immediately, the ghost rushed at her. The police caught the supposed ghost, and when they took off... The child wrote, when they took of the clock. I think he means when they took off the cloak. Yeah. When they took off the cloak, they saw a man. He was sentenced to 12 months in jail. The man is still living in Dunkit. (laughs) <laughs> and that's a ghost story from Kilmacow School in Kilmacow County, Kilkenny, from 1939. That's so cute. I love it. It's adorable. <laughs> it wasn't a real ghost at all. It was a man dressed as okay, a ghost. Okay, this just gave me an idea for next week's episode. A lot of my friends are stuck at home with their children. I should ask them to ask their children to write me ghost stories. I Yeah, I should ask the people I know who have children who are able to communicate in full sentences, please ask your child to tell you a ghost story, transcribe it, and send it my way. We'll do children's ghost stories. Oh my god, okay, I'm gonna definitely ask my t- English teacher group chat. Oh yeah, like <laughs> Sophia has seen, my niece has seen ghosts for sure. I'm pretty sure my nephew, her brother, is also seeing ghosts because we had a group chat last night with the fam and he was still awake. He was supposed to be in bed at like seven, but he was still awake when we were yeah. group chatting at like nine. So, and he was, like, talking the entire time. Like, he'd just, like, look off and then just, like, start, like, baby babbling. So that (laughs) motherfucker can see ghosts. And you'll never convince me otherwise. Are you ready for the tale of a ghostly pranker? I am. All right. So author Carrie-Anne Flanagan Broski detailed her run-in with a ghostly practical joker to Patch.com in 2011. Carrie-Anne had accompanied paranormal investigator Joe Giaquinto on a trip to Lloyd Antiques in Eatsport, New York. The proprietor of the antique store, Lloyd Gerard, had requested their presence to determine if his great-great-uncle Levi was haunting the store. The legend of Uncle Levi persisted in Eastport, Lloyd explained. Andrew Simon Levi immigrated to Long Island from Russia in 1860 as a teenager trying to dodge the Russian army draft. Whom among us? Whom among us? He became a traveling salesman and sold needles and pins until his death in 1926. And upon his death, he apparently started haunting Lloyd Antiques. It is unclear from this story how long Lloyd Antiques has been held by this guy's great-great-great-great-nephew. Yeah. Because, like, I can't imagine he hung out in the ether until Lloyd opened Lloyd Antiques, but... Uh, What do I know? uh, Yeah. Despite his skepticism, Lloyd insists that his uncle is haunting the place. I've always been a skeptic, but what I see, what I hear, and what I smell, I have to believe, skeptic or not. The telltale sign of Uncle Levi's presence is the smell of cigar smoke. Obviously, smoking is not allowed inside the shop, but both Lloyd and his assistant have smelled someone smoking a cigar. 
which just happens to be one of Levi's favorite activities. Have they checked their attic? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or their crawl space. There's definitely a man living in the walls smoking cigars. Bad That's news, That's what I'm bros. saying. <laughs> but Levi's other favorite activity is pranks. According Boomst to among us. Boomst among us. <laughs> According to Lloyd, Uncle Levi, quote, tips over tables, knocks things off shelves. He told one of my customers that a table upstairs was $65. It was a $400 table, and he tells this guy it was $65. <laughs> Uncle Levi is also apparently excellent at peer pressure because Lloyd ended up selling the table for $65 out of fear of incurring Levi's wrath. Oh my god. What if my ghost uncle gets really mad at me if I sell this table for $400 when he said it was $65? Uncle Levi also likes to periodically disappear and reappear, like men that Courtney has not dated, going quiet for months and then popping up to knock something off a shelf, stomp around upstairs, or push something from the shelves right in front of you. He will also appear sometimes to guests at the shop, prompting people to come by just to hang out with Levi. Like, genuinely, people will come to the shop and be like, so where's Levi today? And go hang out with him. So, with all this background established, Carrie Ann and Joe made their way upstairs to see if they could meet infamous prankster Uncle Levi. Uh Uh-huh. Carrie Carrie had brought a couple cameras with her. One was manual, one was digital. And so she set her manual camera down to take some pictures with her digital, but her manual camera crashed to the floor. (laughs) Meanwhile... (laughs) Joe was using an EVP recorder to see if he could pick up Levi's voice. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, when Joe asked someone to talk to them, the camera crashed. Then Joe said, oh, Levi, was, was that you? The EVP picked up someone saying, psst. Prankster <laughs> Uncle Levi strikes again. Oh, my God. So that was that was her. I was just thinking camera. about, like, the $65, the, the $400 $65 table. table. The $65 table is, like, maybe, I mean... He was just trying to move that table. <laughs> yeah, he was like, look, bro, this table has been here for fucking ever. I keep knocking shit off of it to try and get your attention. Well, no, no, like, just the businessman is like, I can't get rid of this $400 table. Oh, what yes. if I just say it's $65 because my uncle's my ghost. ghost. Uncle, cause, yeah, because the guy said, someone upstairs told me it was $65. Okay. And then the next story may sound familiar to you, Sasha, because I'm pretty sure it's you as a ghost. Oh, my God. Is it a farty ghost? In a first-hand post to yourghoststories.com, someone detailed their run-in with a ghost that is not unlike you, Sasha, co-host of this podcast. It's a great read, so here it is. I edited some stuff out of it for length, but it is very fun. My then-girlfriend lived for a couple months in a trailer in Alamogordo, New Mexico. We both felt like there was something there, some sort of unpleasant feeling. The neighbor told her that the last person who had lived there was a drug dealer, The back room had a particularly creepy sort of feeling. And the bathroom. We both put time and some money into trying to make the place look and feel better. Dot, dot, dot. So an electrical thing that happened was I had an old microwave in the kitchen. And one morning around three, it woke me up with a high-pitched sound it had never made before. And I went to it, and on the microwave readout was the word, Baby! Right? Baby. Baby. It happened once again a few months later, and I took a picture of it, which I will post in the future. I don't think he ever posted it. No. But that's fine. I wish I had taken video as well. But it is really nice to have some evidence of what I say. I think my brother thinks I'm a bit mental when I have told him of things that happened. So back to the trailer. I was sitting on the toilet and had my droid (laughs) phone in hand, and I looked down, and the word poop is written in text in the message box. 
This is not an autocorrect word either. (laughs) I told this later to my girlfriend, and she was kind of pissed at me as it freaked her out. It happened again a week or so later, and this time it said, poop, 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 poop. Baby poop, 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 baby poop, 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 This ghost is amazing. I love this ghost. At the time, it did not occur to me to think of it as funny, but when I told the story to my brother-in-law, he said, ah, a ghost with a sense of humor. A year or so later, my now ex-girlfriend, who is now a friend I hang out with at times, said she saw my phone lying on my bed, and she saw the poop over and over in a text. (laughs) She said she did not want to tell me at the time. (laughs) The place I live now does not have anything, and I am glad. Poop, 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 That's Sasha. Ghost you is going to be like, give me that phone. Poop, 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 and, and then I was I throwing have... one shit. Poop, 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 shit. Poop, 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 Finally, there's a fictional ghost story that did make me chuckle before we close out with the incredible story that we both found. This is called A Full Moon, and it is from paranormal.lovetoknow.com. I am so tempted to just moon you right now. Full moon. We Uh-oh. are going to Chekhov's gun Chekhov's the concept butt. of Sasha's butt. <laughs> We're going to put it on the mantle. <laughs> Just oh, God. The concept of your butt. <laughs> a Connecticut-based paranormal group were called to the scene of a haunted house. Per the homeowners, an evil spirit that loved playing pranks was hanging around and would not leave no matter what the family did. The team had brought along a man they called Doc, who was a physicist and amateur paranormal investigator. But Doc did not believe in ghosts or poltergeists, so he was mostly there to provide a rational explanation for whatever was happening. Once all their equipment was set up, the team went on a tour of the home, led by the homeowner. When they approached the staircase leading to the second floor, they heard loud footsteps on the upstairs landing. But they asked the homeowner, is anybody else home? And he said, no, my wife's at work and we don't have any children. So Doc boldly started to go up the stairs. Come on, you can do better than that, you lousy ghost, he shouted. (laughs) The rest of the paranormal team tried to warn him to be more careful, but Doc ignored them. If you're a ghost, why don't you really show us what you can do, you lousy no-good prankster? Oh my god, why are we taunting the ghost? (laughs) I respect this. I have taunted a ghost in my day. The second he stopped yelling, Doc's pants dropped to his ankles. The homeowner and the rest of the team all started laughing. Doc, panicking, tried to pull his pants back up while sprinting towards the door. He refused to re-enter the house, but the team told the tale of the full moon they saw indoors every time someone new joined the team. Oh my god. And that's the full moon. The full moon. It was a butt. It was a butt. All along. I taunted a ghost when I was in Sydney on the quarantine tour. There's a mean ghost in one mm-hmm. of the houses who hates women. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I lectured him good. I was like, (laughs) listen here, the buffoonery's endless with men. The buffoonery stops here, you clown. You absolute joke. (laughs) You absolute butthead. (laughs) You butthead. (laughs) Butthead. (laughs) You full moon head. (laughs) And then, are you ready to talk about... I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So this is the water ghost of Harrowby Hall. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Somehow... (laughs) Sasha and I both found this story. This story was published in 1904 by John Kendrick's Bangs. 
Yeah, he does. He bangs. He bangs. bangs. Yep. Oh, baby, baby, because he moves. He moves. I feel like this short story was maybe him humble bragging about himself. I think so. It's salacious. The tale centers on a ghost haunting Harrowby Hall on Christmas Eve. According to the Daily Beast, this is a medium horny lady ghost who comes (laughs) (laughs) at night. She gets people wet in their beds, <laughs> and they either drown then and there, or die of pneumonia years later. So when she gets them wet, she gets them wet. I don't know if you can hear that train that went off right as I said when she gets them wet. Oh no, but I train, hear it. Literally, <laughs> as true. I did a finger gun at the mic, and as I finger gunned the mic, it went choo choo. You want to anyway. hop on this caboose? <laughs> you got to be under forty, 40. and a ghost. ghost. You always know when she has arrived because she leaves behind some seaweed. Ectogasm. (laughs) The issue comes to a head (laughs) when the house's owner decides to try talking it out with this dripping wet lady ghost. Because he's like, I can't have you coming by and like killing my guests all the time. I can't have you coming by. I can't have you coming by anymore, lady who is soaking wet. It's just... This this wet lady can't keep coming. It's just really... (laughs) I have so much important land business to attend to, and I have to see to your needs first, you wet ghost. Whatever shall I do? <laughs> I'm doing a lot of hair work right now, but podcasts She's are not a visual medium. Flipping her hair and being sexy. On this, the is, this is all I know about being sexy, which is maybe why I have had so many comical experiences with buffoon men. <laughs> Anyway, so the house's owner, who I believe is named Oglethorpe, which is ridiculous, but okay. Ogling. Yeah, I think, let me confirm, I think it is Oglethorpe. Yeah, it is Oglethorpe. So Oglethorpe said, go sit out on the lake if you like that sort of thing. Soak in the water butt. (laughs) Water butt. Water butt, (laughs) if you wish. (laughs) Do not, I implore you, come into a gentleman's house and saturate him and his possessions in this way. It is damned disagreeable. And I put in my notes, look, I'll be the first to admit that I thought this was grasping at sexy straws for the sake of hilarity, but this does seem like some wink-wink dialogue. Like, yeah. this seems like the early 1900s way of being like, you're coming in and you're just, you're getting all of my possessions wet it's, and it's not it's a like gentlemanly a, way to behave. It's, it's so crass for the 1900s. Yes. Or like the, or for like 1904. Yeah, like, nowadays you read this and it's like, this is just a woman, the ghost of a woman who like drowned, which is, in the story, that is canonically how she died. She drowned herself yeah. because, but like, the reason she gives for drowning herself, basically, she lived with her father and she's like, father, the only colors I like to look at day in and day out are blue and gray. And her dad, despite her, I think painted her room pink and yellow. <laughs> What the fuck? And she was like, fuck I, this. And I so drive myself too. She walked into the ocean. <laughs> I mean, but that's how like the awakening ends too, right? Yes. That you say, fuck all the men's buffoonery. I'm going to go walk into the ocean. I'm ending this now by walking into the ocean. And then she came back as a badass ghost. And then she, so like the premise, I left it out because it didn't seem very sexy, but I was, yeah. but now I'm telling you anyway, basically she, while she was drowned there was a nymph in the lake or sea or whatever she had drowned herself in and the nymph was like anyway i own you now so every year on christmas eve you're gonna go back to the house that you used to live in with that room that you hated and you're gonna haunt the shit out of it for one mortal hour so for 60 minutes every year on christmas eve and she's like look i don't like this any more than anybody else does i'm a soaking wet lady i have needs but i guess i can hang out here that's fine anyway wow 
Oh, oh, and just for the record, pink and yellow are like some of my favorite colors. That, I just mean I'm like sympathizing with her. Yes. In my head, it's like atrocious pink and yeah, yellow. Yeah, like not really like gross. Cute, where it's like... Like mustard like, and like bubblegum. Yeah, like that orangey, gross yellow yeah. where it looks like it's like dirty and icky. Mm-hmm. And then like really intense like flamingo pink that like is fine like, in small doses, but you don't want your room painted that color. Like when you pee when you're dehydrated. That that's the yellow. That yeah. if your pee that's is what flamingo no, 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 that's pink, what I was we're talking about the yellow. You yeah. need to talk yeah. to your doctor the because pink, something pink could has be gone like, terribly um, wrong. Like Pepto Bismol pink. Yeah, like a Pepto Bismol pink, like a gross, yeah. sickly pink. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. Oglethorpe, the homeowner, then says that despite what the ghost insists, he does not know her because she's like, "You know who I am. You know who I am." And he's like, "I don't. Bitch, you found I know. who this? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't. My apologies to this man. I don't know him." <laughs> <laughs> The ghost then says, this is a bit of specious nonsense. You do not know that I am compelled to haunt this place year after year by inexorable fate. The man then jokes that she is the Lady of the Lake or Little Sally Waters. (laughs) (laughs) And the ghost is like, ha ha ha, very funny, you dick. (laughs) And the homeowner says, my humor is drier than yours will ever be. And it's like, ha ha, yes, she's very wet. We all get it. She's wet. She's just soaking wet. Just so wet. She's so wet. And she says, I'm never dry. I am the water ghost of Harrowby Hall, and dryness is a quality entirely beyond my wildest hope, which in a different context is the start of a very grown-up movie. That is the start of a very grown-up movie. (laughs) I'm not old enough to see those movies yet, but I've heard of them. (laughs) The next year, the owner of the house decided to try and get rid of the ghost once and for all, since, again, she comes back every year on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. He dressed in very warm clothes, then waited for her to appear. When she finally did, the master of the house clarified some rules. For the next hour, you have to follow me, right? Stand where I stand, sit where I sit, do what I do. That is my delectable fate, said the ghost. And again, this is very saucy. Like, she says delectable fate. I feel like if you're the ghost of a drowned lady who's not trying to have some illicit hanky-panky with the man of the house, you Mm -hmm. don't say it's a delectable fate. You're Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is my cursed fate. Oh, Mm. (laughs) woe is me. But she's like, mmm, She thinks she's getting some. Can I? Don't mind if I do. (laughs) So the master of the house is like, great, let's go out on the lake. To which the ghost said, duh, that's not going to get rid of me because I know you think that I'm going to get out on the water and it's going to, like, absorb me. But for the next hour, I'm on the mortal plane, you dummy. And the master's like, no, no, I'm good. And she's like, dude, the second we go out there, it's freezing out because it's Christmas Eve and we're, I don't know, somewhere in England probably. And so I'm it's, made out of water. And I'm like, you are a human man. You're going to freeze to death. And he's like, no, I'm wearing warm clothes. It's going to be fine. So out they went. Although the ghost started to slow down early. Because it was very go- cold out, her wet ghostly presence started to freeze. You walk too slowly, she said. I am nearly frozen. My knees are so stiff now I can hardly move. I beseech you to accelerate your step. I'm doing some sexy dancing. Go faster. Dancing. Yeah, go faster because I'm so cold and I need you to heat me up. Pouty baby. Pouty baby. But the master of the house slowed even further, eventually settling down in a snowdrift, at which point he revealed his plan. He was going to freeze the ghost for her hour of time on Earth. Alas, cried the ghost, a tear trickling down her frozen cheek. Help me, I beg, I congeal, which is a weird thing for somebody made out of water to say. Yeah. But she's maybe not made out of water. Yeah, she's congealing. She's congealing. And Oglethorpe, the homeowner, cried, congeal, madam, congeal. Oh, no. Which is He's really like, wow, he's really mean. (laughs) 
You have she, dread- she just wants to get some, and I he's mean, like freezing her out. You have one night on Earth. What else are you gonna do? Right? She you just have, wants to get some. I mean, respect. You have drenched me in mine for 203 years, Madam Oglethorpe said. Tonight, you have had your last drench. Oh, God. Which, again, is very saucy for, like, 1908. Yeah. Once the ghost froze, the homeowner then revealed the next... He was like, look, you're going to freeze. Because she's like, I'm only going to temporarily freeze. I'm going to thaw. Like, it's eventually going to thaw here, and then I'll be back to do my ghosty thing. And And he's like, but I have a plan. I have a plan. He was going to ship her frozen form to cold storage and put her in a warehouse to live out her days frozen. And she goes, but warehouses burn. And he's like, not this one. I made it out of asbestos. So <laughs> it's me-, me up when I read that. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, this is a weird detail, but okay. So he, my house is made of asbestos. Don't worry. My warehouse it is made of asbestos. Burn it won't burn down. It won't burn. It's made don't out of you? healthy, healthy asbestos. <laughs> mm, all my mm, workers love working asbestos. there. Mm, yummy asbestos. Tasty, mm. tasty. Sure enough, she froze. He chippity chopped her from the ground and he shipped her to his asbestos flame proof <laughs> fucking <laughs> warehouse. Oglethorpe, the defeater of the wet lady ghost, was no longer unlucky in love, which he had been apparently prior to this. He went on to marry two more times and a third time, quote unquote, before the year is out. And I put in my notes, so clearly he knows his way around a wet lady. Am I right, folks? Uh- <laughs> so. In case our saucy talk is being unclear, the Daily Beast speculates that this is about female ejaculation. Yeah. <laughs> Drowning people. Is that, you know, this woman's ejaculate was too powerful. It was just killing everyone. She just, just wanted to have a little bit of fun times. She was too pleasurable. She just enjoyed herself. She just enjoyed herself too, too much. much. What a horror. Yes. Horror. Horror story. Horror. Truly, the real Truly. horror is female pleasure. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. And what was crazy about that Daily Beast article... Well, the listened- story is written by a man. Yes, it was yes. written by a man with the last name Bangs. Like, again, I feel like he's humble bragging, being like, <laughs> I know my way around a wet lady. <laughs> Buffoonery. Buffoonery is endless! What was weird about the Daily Beast article, it had two other stories listed that was like, haha, ghost stories, but they weren't funny. No, it, they weren't. It was like, and it's funny because he wanted to talk to people, and it's like, I don't think you know no. what funny is. No, the only one that was funny was, uh, the, the only gem in that story article was that... The, the water ghost. The water ghost. a very wet lady. And a very wet lady. Won't someone help her dry off? It's so cold outside. Can I come in for an hour on Christmas Eve? <laughs> like, again... <laughs> In another universe, this is the start of a very naughty movie. <laughs> yes, NC-31, you and I are not old enough to see it yet. No, maybe someday I will be old enough, but that day is not today. <laughs> my virgin eyes cannot handle it. <laughs> it just reminds me of, and if you want to hear my take on this movie, go check out our Patreon, because a couple months ago we did Bone Cone, where I watched the movie, the, I think it's called The Ghost of Christmas. Yeah. And it's, like... I listened to the podcast, How Did This Get Made About It? And then I wanted to watch it myself. And they made the point that, like, this ghost is around for two weeks every year for the foreseeable, like, eternity. Why isn't he just nonstop hooking up with people? Right. Because it's like, what else are you going to (laughs) do? I don't remember what I was reading, but there was another, like, ghost story on Christmas Eve, like, haunting hotel type thing. And it was, I think, another, like, Hallmark movie or something. But it wasn't that movie that we talked about and i was like it was, how it's just the thing they do how is it many, like a, a ghost comes back on christmas eve and doesn't just non-stop bone it's very confusing i i don't understand it <laughs> no one does anyway anyway 
if you have any funny ghost stories, <laughs> if you have any funny men stories, yes, if, if you just want to like rant about men, yeah, or if you want to, if you have a terrible dating story, maybe have some about ladies. Who's to say? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's just I'm <laughs> tragically heterosexual, so like all of my terrible stories involve men, which is you know nobody's fault but mine, really. So if you have a funny story about like a terrible date you went on or. You know, a time that somebody wrote you a four-page long email telling you that you were a bad friend when they barely talked to you for the past year and a half. Go ahead and email spoophour at gmail.com. We also forgot to do this at the top. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at spoophour, and we are still accepting pictures of pets. What I'm going to do, I'm hoping to get enough pet pictures so that we can do a couple posts about it and just spread out the love. But basically, if you are listening to this and you have a cute pet, send a picture of it to us, Mm -hmm. and we will feature it on Spoophour social media. We've already um, got some really good ones. Every time I see them, my heart gets very happy. It's my new favorite part of having a podcast. Just send us your pet pictures. It doesn't have to be a cat or a dog. It can be it can be a, a lizard. Bird. It can be oh a my bird. God. One of my coworkers just adopted a bearded dragon for his oh, son, but I think he okay, did it for it. himself. Yeah, yeah you, you told us that. Yeah. But yeah, send Poseidon. Us, Poseidon. Send us your bearded dragon pictures, your bird pictures, your rat pictures. Your crab you pictures. Your goddamn songbirds that sing at Hosier, your Animal Crossing pictures. Sasha has shared her info a bunch, but if you still want to yeah. be her Switch friend, either seek her out on Twitter or you can contact the Spoop Hour Twitter mm-hmm. and we'll get you in touch with her. So I you can opened hang my gate room. yesterday and Maxwell from Yay! Relic came and hang out, hung out. He gave me a bunch of fruit and some gifts and I gave him bamboo. <laughs> nice. Did he give you a peach because you wanted he that He gave ass. me a peach, yep. Hey. I wanted that ass. Yep. Sasha is a wet lady ghost. <laughs> what am I going to do with you? <laughs> Sasha just, like, retreated into her body. (laughs) I love Uh, it. All right. Well, stay safe out there, you guys. Stay as happy as you can, given everything. Like, take care of yourselves. We love you. good choices. We love you a lot. Hang in there. We're going to start posting pet pics soon. Hell yeah. Send us your pet pictures. Like, if you think, oh, no, I just saw your pet pictures post, and you've already posted some pet pictures. Guess what? Send us more. We're always accepting them. And you can also send us, like, your ghost stories or your cryptid encounters or whatever at Spoop Hour on Twitter and Instagram or spoophour at gmail.com. We'll take whatever, but especially if there's pet pictures attached. We love pets. We do love pets. And we are happy to tell you, the buffoonery is finally ending. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 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 The buffoonery is no longer endless. It has ended. Hello! You're welcome to BSP, the Idiot Syncrasy Files. A podcast where two idiots debate strange phenomena. I'm Cody, I'm the skeptic. And I'm Chris, I'm the believer. And in this special commercial sode, we're taking you down memory lane and sharing our favorite episodes. What was yours? Um, I liked the Simulacra episode where Jesus gets burned into toast and I got to debunk it by burning loaves of bread until we made a rabbit. And yours? Mine, uh, Skinwalkers, because that one scared the, you know, what out of me. <laughs> out of a lot of people. <laughs> you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts by searching BSPodPHX. PHX.